Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. What an honor and what a pleasure to be here. The number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. So one more time, the number is 718-683-5858. Harav Nissen, who do we have on? We start with Mrs. S. Mrs. S. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Clear? Yes, it's clear, and you're just going to hear a background, the background, but it comes out clear on our on for what the listeners live here. Okay, um, it's a question like this. I recently, about two months ago, had a sort of a tactless, painful comment from a friend towards a personal. Hello. We seem to have gotten disconnected. Yeah, so, okay, we'll go to Mrs. M, and we're trying to get uh, Mrs. S. Okay, so. Mrs. M, hi, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. Yes, hello. Yeah, hi. Um, my question is, uh, I have a relative that recently underwent a uh, uh, procedure, and um, the recuperation period is not like six to eight weeks, um, already a couple of months, way more than that, and um, she's still not getting better, and we have a feeling that it's like mentally, because she has no drive to get better, she thinks it's a quick fix, and she doesn't want to work on it, like, you know, she has to physically work to get better, and she has no drive to get better. Um, she wants to get better, but she wants it to be a quick fix. I was wondering what we can tell her. We've tried all ways, but like what we can tell her um, so that she should want to do it. I'm sorry, but your question needs a lot more information than you've given. Just uh, remember, I'm talking now like a, like a mechanic. So please understand that there's a short answer I could tell you, give her chizuk, Tell her you got to be strong, but that's not it. We need to understand why is she looking for a quick fix. Did this quick fix, this the issue start before she had the procedure? There's so much that we need to do that as therapists that, that we look at. I get that a lot, unfortunately, where people would tell me, yes, someone had a procedure, and or I don't even want to use the word procedure. It is a procedure, but it can be other stuff, like someone just changed yeshivas and now they're down, or they... Um, what else did I just have recently? So we had someone that was changing shoes. Yeah, we had someone that just moved, and now they're not doing, they're not in such a good mood, and it must be because they moved. And the minute I'm doing the real evaluation, the real intake, we're starting to see they were depressed and getting more and more depressed all along, and this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, to actually heal it, there is so much that we got to work on. Yeah, so what well, I want I you to realize right. is saying that um, she had a procedure and she doesn't and she's not motivated to get better, that we don't really know what's going on. So now you want me to tell you what to tell them without actually doing an intake and a full evaluation, I wouldn't know how to do that. Right. So she I guess she thought that this procedure is gonna be the quick fix. Um, but she didn't realize that it's gonna be a lot of work from her part too. And um it looks like she's just giving up. She wants it to happen on her own. 
That's right. Um, so now the words are very have... different. Now you might need a therapist or a Rav or a Rebbitson or someone that she respects and starts teaching her life is about bumps. You learn to stand up on the bump. You learn to climb on that rock. You get a much better view. You're allowed to knock you down and to be stumbled, then you'll be pulled down. We actually we told her about so many other people that went through this and then worked hard. And she's she's saying that everyone's different. That like she's she did this procedure at an older age, or she's like she's comparing everyone. Let's that, recognize what's happening. You're trying to tell me what she's saying. I I want to help you, but that's not the issue. The issue is she has beliefs that life's a quick fix. That's her belief. That takes months of therapy to change that, to see where did that pain come from. Who does she think has an easier life than her? Why did she give up on struggling? I don't know what's struggling. Why did she give up on the challenge of life, the exhilaration of life? In order to feel the exhilaration of success, you've got to have the challenge. You will lose some, and then when you win, you'll feel that much more successful. All of these are separate sessions. You want a short answer. I'm telling you these are months of therapy, not a month, not one month of like once a week, four sessions. Months of therapy. It could be six months of therapy. Four times six is 24. We're talking about 24 sessions. Now, depending how old she is, if she's above 50, living this way for about 40-something years, the, the sessions have just doubled. So we're talking about now a year to a year and a half of therapy. I'm just being a, a, a mechanic now. So you want the 30-second answer to someone that I have no idea what's going on under the hood. Okay. What are you I'm hearing in my response? Question. What? What are you hearing in my response? Because I'd like this to be information for people that are listening. What are you getting? What yeah, did you think um, would be my that... response when you called? What were you hoping for? And what are you hearing now? Um, I don't know what I was hoping for. I was hoping for something that's going to work, but I guess I'm hearing now that she was thinking that life is a quick fix and she needs to really work hard. Um, and she needs she needs to learn that when she works hard, she'll get something out of it. That's right. And what are the lessons she's got to learn now? Let's come up with five or six lessons that she's got to learn. Um, yeah, I guess, like, you know, life is not a quick fit. You have to work hard um, to get the places, and then there's the exhilarating feeling of accomplishing the impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about also taking losses? We'll try for something. We might not succeed. Right. Do you see how many lessons and how painful they're going to go, but it's not right. And then they're going to start bringing in Hashem. How could Hashem do this to me? If He could make everything happen, then why am I going through a difficult time? Then we have to start bringing a Rav in or a Rebetzin in. Um, What are you hearing? Go ahead. Ask another question. Okay. So um, this is also about a relative that um, she's a little girl, and she's in school, she's a fifth grader, and she says that she's very uncomfortable in her classroom. She's never 
send this way. Wait, I'm sorry. Could you say that again? Sorry. Could you say it again, please? Just start again. She feels very uncomfortable in her class. She said that when she goes into class, like she's like no mm-hmm. one's saying hello to her um, or how she is, and she's not used to this. She's used to like in the other grades, she's always like someone always asks her how she's doing, and like um, you know, she basically got more recognition, and now she's she feels like she's not getting any. She's wondering what happened um, and what she can do to get that. How old is she? She's so badly. She is uh, 10. So 10 years old, she was in a class where she got recognition. What happened that she stopped getting recognition? She changed classes? No, she changed friends. So how does changing friends change that all her friends should talk to her differently? Um, I don't know. Well, again... We need some more information. Okay. All right. Harav Nissen. Yes. Let us, what would you say to that question about someone that had a small procedure, expected to have a quick fix, that everything will go well, and it's not, they got to work? What would you suggest? I would suggest, first of all, by go purchase uh, the book, Gana Emuna, or uh, the gra- a Garden of Gratitude, or gan- a Garden of uh, Emuna. And this is something, you know. But I understand uh, that it's uh, it's adult person, right? Yes. It's adult. It's If this adult person is, I don't know, 50, or they say 50, about uh, this, is as, as to, to learn a uh, <laughs> Until now, he didn't. He uh, doesn't understand what is all life about it. Maybe now is the time to take uh, really uh, a good lesson about uh, what is all about. And as you say, it could be that therapist or just take seriously that everything is a uh, life is a wavy and sometimes it's like uh, what do you call it? Uh, a uh, uh waves, you know, all going up yeah. and crashing down and go up and crashing. This all about life, you know, and I would say that uh, really, uh, maybe if if it's adults, this is intelligent, intelligent and uh, smart, and person that can take uh, tolerance, you know, can take these two simple books, even new books, uh, life, uh, but uh, it can give them kind of a point of view, as as you see it from your experience, as I see, understand from you that she, uh, he or she, need a therapist for a long time. Yes, it sounds dumb, but if the people... Yeah, she's the, really not a fighter. Like, she's giving up, and she's so young. Uh, like, so I, I would say, I would say uh, try, you know, the, the can, it, it doesn't cost much. Uh, two books, I would say three books. Alive and Garden <laughs> of... Thank Ga- you, Ga- Garden of oh. Gratitude can give a beautiful, beautiful new point of view to a life and understand what is the creator, Monashal Olam, is doing for this world, you know. We're not coming here to a picnic. We have certain duty, and each of us is his own voyage, a trip. And sometimes to explore the Antrat- Antarctica, you have to go through a, uh, uh, cold weather and high uh, glaciers, and this is what it's about. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Okay, so uh, we'll go to uh, uh, Mrs. S. 
Okay. Mrs. Essen, also, I'd like to tell people the number to call up and ask your question is 718-683-5858. Hello? Yes, hello. Thank you. Okay, Thanks for coming sorry back. Sorry about before. Um, so um, it's about a comment that was said in my direction, which was very tactless, I would say, painful. Usually yeah. I forgive and forget, and I don't um, carry it around on me. I just uh, heal easily. This time, somehow, it's also someone that I see a lot, and I um, help out and do things and whatever for her. So I feel that I'm lingering on with this feeling too long. It's already two months past. I don't know why I'm not healing. And I want to know if it's on my part to heal, or do I go up and tell her um, this and this comment, which is why already? Is was bothering me, and maybe it will help me if it's on my part or it's her part that I need to go and tell her. Okay, let's try and shifting it to you. Why do you think it's hard for you to forgive this person? Is it the comment that they said, or is it that they that you do so much for them that it hurts when they hurt you? I think it's the comment. It's the comment. Yeah, I think it's 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 a painful topic, and the comment was said in a way that she just said it like, "Sorry for asking you such a rude question, but whatever." And she and she uh, and she said it in such a way which she knew, or she was just not thinking what she was saying. And I think that it touched the sore point. I don't know. Good. So what you're saying is it's not that much the person that sent it; it's what they said. Yeah, it's not like a close friend, but it's an acquaintance. Okay, I, so it's the comment. So now. Can you then recognize that this topic is the one that's hurting you and bothering you? Yes. So now what can you do to work out this issue? Um, maybe be more at peace with the topic. How? So let's assume the topic is that you are too tall, you're too short, you're too fat, too skinny to blonde hair, to black hair, whatever it should be. Okay. How can you work out the issue that they've told you? I need to accept it more. How? What can you do to accept it? Understand that this is my situation and this is what I should yeah. me and... And that she and that she doesn't even come to the picture. That it's just that she was a shliach and she had to say it. And that nothing. That basically she's not the one in the picture. This comment was said, not directly from her. It was sent to me. This comment that I need to work on it. Yeah. Well, let me give you an example. So let's take in my life. Um, recently, someone was attacking old therapists, and they decided that I have to be the one that has to hear about it. So they're sharing with me, they're sharing with me how upset they are at therapists. Make sense? Mm. Now, yeah. how do you think I will react to that? Mm. Obviously, on the part of the therapist, but but um, I have to understand that she is hurt by the therapist, so she needs to she needs to talk why she's upset about the therapist. No, let's try this again. Let's assume where people are attacking me 
It's whoever's upset at a therapist, many times I'm the one that they try to send it, that they feel they need to share their disappointment. So when I would walk around feeling with the pain of everyone's upset at me or when I had certain feelings that I felt more, that I felt bad about, then it would affect me. The minute I could come to peace with this is who I am, I don't have to answer for everyone or mistakes that different ones make I'm not responsible for, I felt a lot calmer. So it's about how can you get to peace within yourself with a certain issue? With more confidence. Yeah. But with more confidence in this area? Yes. Let's understand, our weaknesses that affect us, when people bring up our issues, we feel the trigger. Mm -hmm. So confidence is in every area. It's not just confidence overall. Let's not use the word confidence. Sometimes you have to work through through the pain. I can't just say I forgive and forget and that's it. And I, I Well, I didn't you try that? You're calling me up after you tried that. Is it working? I no, no, it's not working. Is it not like brainwashing yourself? I'm just forgiving her. She, 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 try it. She I like when people bring up that topic. Try it. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, that's right, because you got to work through it. What's the answer? The answer is therapy. Well, I noticed I never asked you once what's the issue that she told you. Would you like to share what the issue, what no, she told really. you, what's your weakness? Just be no. aware that it's public. No. Exactly. So if you could, then we can help you identify what's your weakness, what's your pain, and then working through it. So let's assume you're too tall and someone starts going, oh, what's the weather up there and how are you doing and things like that. you got to come to peace that that's how Hashem made me. And I'm okay with it. And once it doesn't hurt you, so if people start going, oh, did I grow? Am I too tall? Am I, oh, I wish I wasn't that tall. The more it's going to bother you, that topic, then the more it's going to hurt. Or if someone makes a comment, how tall are you? Right away you're triggered. When you can come to peace with it, then it's very different. Okay, so let's say it's something like a handicap. Let's say. Yeah. We all no, have something um, that we're handicapped. You can, I can't joke around with things like I'm too tall or whatever. No one is. Things. That's right. Well, well, someone's too tall, they'll it'll affect them. If someone feels too short, it'll affect them. If someone's got, we had on the radio a couple of weeks ago with Rav Nissen, that a lady said that she has walking around with a cane. And people were asking her. And wherever she went, people were just curious. It really bothered her. She went to weddings and everyone's giving her comments about the cane. And she, her choice was maybe not to go to weddings. And after we were able to help her work, work through the process, she said she now goes to a wedding and she's so comfortable and at ease. And she looks at it with pride. So it's about working out our issues. Mm-hmm. It falls back on us. It's not like... Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's my um, system. I don't want to say... Oh, I'm saying that's the way we do therapy. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it should work. Yeah. Yeah? Makes sense. I find that the easiest and strongest and healthiest. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are you hearing? 
it, it, because I can't share what it is, it means really that I, I, I would need to go into it properly and heal from that's it. That's right. That's right. That's what we do generally. Like, I don't want to use the yeah. word that you need therapy. but if I just wanted to know, this is really my answer now. My answer is that it's on my part, and it's not that I need to go and, and tell her to between us. But I hope that if I work on it soon, I will go around. I'm feeling double-faced now. I'm helping her and doing things for her, but I'm feeling hard inside myself. That's right. And sometimes communicating can help out. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Sure. And thank you for staying up so late at the late, at late hour. I appreciate that. Thank you. Also, what I'd like you to, uh, not about you. So first of all, the number to call and ask the question is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Then I have a a comment that I would just like to read that some have mentioned, and I guess it's great for an awareness, so we will do that. However, what we're going to be dealing with is giving a different concept. So someone has sent a message, let's first create the awareness, that about the first caller, sort of, the one about the person that had the procedure, and now they seem depressed and are not ready to grow. One thing I would like to... So let's say the message that someone says as follows. Maybe she's depressed because of the post-operation medications. So I first want to address that message that the person sent and 100%. Meaning, I want to create the awareness that, yes, when people have surgery and many times they have some of the anesthesia or certain medications that you're given in the hospital, they can have a side effect to make you depressed. Be aware of that. Many times when people get to their senior years and they're taking various medications, sometimes the medications can make you depressed, can make you anxious, and you need to be aware of that. Very, very important to be aware. Now, the reason why I did not make that assumption about this person is very simple, because the way they asked the question, they said this was always going on. However, now is another position, another time when she had surgery and she was hoping she would just life will move much quicker and it didn't work. That's why she's triggered. So had this woman called up and said, I have a relative or acquaintance I know, they're healthy, they're happy, they always fight in life, they feel excited, they want to keep on moving. They had a surgery and now they can't do it or they don't have the will, then I definitely would be thinking along those lines. However, if this has been, unfortunately, an issue for someone most of their life, then no, we don't make that assumption. It could be part of it, but they really have to face their issue. Um, then there was one other message I've listened sent, um, two more. Someone was saying maybe she should join a support group and speak to someone who's experienced with the same process. Again, that's making an assumption, and here's where it's dangerous, where people are using the word support groups. We need to know what support groups are for, just like when therapists are needed. We're not needed for everything. It's not right to send everyone to a therapist. So a support group is meant a support group. This person needs therapy. They have negative cognitions. Now, you think someone that went through their process, that's definitely something. Support groups might be beneficial, might help out, but these people can be going to years to support groups because they're not facing their issues. Now, if they have someone that will take them out, deal with them, go with them, that's almost taking the role of a therapist who will call it a big brother or a big sister program, like you're doing that role. 
Now you're also taking them to groups, and eventually you'll get them to therapy, fine, but we need to understand the process. So now it's very hot where people love going groups, groups. It's being overused, unfortunately. It's being misused, I should say. And some people don't want to go for therapy. Oh, they'll go to groups. They're not participating. They show up once in six weeks, and people think, oh, I got them to groups. That's not called utilizing groups. Groups are going every week, or sometimes, sometimes groups are twice a week. So there's a lot behind these messages where I want to share with people, you have great ideas. And I think um, the reason why I'm reading it and discussing it is because it's very important for people to know about them. But again, as a therapist, we need to know when to use what process. Rav Nissen, what do you that's, say to that? That's, that's why I send you the text this year because it really, yeah. it's, it's really important that people know that also that's existing. And, you know, as you said before, also... Many times with, uh, you know, age, uh, things that is accelerate the, the, the depression, accelerate the, the sadness. And, uh, you know, especially with ladies with, uh, with a menopause and all these, uh, you know, things. And, and the ma- I also men, male has, has the problem, the, the, the 40s uh, crisis and all this stuff. And this he has is a, a midlife a, crisis. Yeah, I mean, yeah and the, I would say that uh, this is something that if it's if you have the seed into you and you don't know how to get it out and it's it's just accelerate and any anything any proce- uh, any procedures any any excuse that coming outside and this something but the awareness about this that's existing this you know medic medication can create the depression age can degrade and and you have certain you know certain group also that's why we put this uh, awareness about it that's right exactly yes we, so Rav Nissen, we'll who do you want to go to mrs z mrs z you're on with mordechai and her of Nissen. yep i want to tell you thank you so much for the last week question i had that my kids are really, um, they talk positive against me, and really this week really changed. They tell me so much thank you, and they really awareness, and I add them, well, how was your day, and how is, how is... So can you share with us what you're referring, share with us the whole history? What are you referring to? No, it was, well, it was like, I had my question that my kids um, talk against me, and the answer was, I, sh- I should try to, I, I had them question, no, like, how was, how was the day to how was the day today? How was supper? How was the surprise thing today? And they they started telling me alone, not even like asking. Now, now I'm not even asking that. You know, it's so good, mommy. You thank you so much for that, like for the supper, and thank you so much for this present, for the new any new thing. What they really like? Wow, we never realized. Now, like really, it's like you're amazing. Exactly. So do you remember that your question was that you found the kids are so negative, right? Yes. And how do you get the kids to be more positive? And what you found is that the whole thing changed just by you. Yes. Just by you being more positive, asking them how they're doing, instead of crying and fetching, so much changes. Yep. Okay, now for my question. For now. Um, the question is like this. Now we give names, like one time my side, one time husband's side, right? The yeah. whole thing here that we both have the same name. We had two, two the grandfather had the same name, and when it, yeah. when it was my chance to give a name, I got I gave after my grandfather. I know my husband also had the same name, but my parents are very upset that they, they like even even when I gave after my side, like after their parents, they like not even like they're upset. Oh, you also have the other name. Like the other side also had the same name. So like whatever. 
So now she tells me that all my kids have all my kids have the same name. Now all my kids are the other are on the other side, like every one is my husband's side because the other side also has the same name. It really bothers me and it bothers, bothers also the kid alone. Well, they tell him, oh, so, yeah, no, you're not named after um, my grandfather or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so let's try it. Let's go ahead and understand what you're asking. Your question is that your parents feel very hurt. And whatever for whatever happens, they always feel they're not getting the respect that's not done for them. Right? Yeah. And therefore, what they're looking for is, I guess, from you to say, yes, we did it for you. That's what I did. I did. I said, this is your name. The other side has two names. You know, two, this, this, your, my grandpa has only one name. No, they don't even care because the other one has the same name. It's, again, the other side. That's right. So let me ask you. you no, you're asking me a very complicated question, right? You want to know how to put them at ease. Yeah. Many times we need to have a conversation with them and discuss it with them. But are they healthy enough to do it? Do you need maybe a middle person to help you out? I don't know. I tried talking to them. You know, even when I gave now after my, like my husband's side, my husband and we have the same side. My husband's parents are so excited for the name, and even though we have it, they same, but they are excited for the name. And I tell them, you see, this 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 child is named after my husband's side. And like they don't even like no whatever. I'll tell you a story. We had a kid this. Um, Wait, can we take a step back? Let's take a step back because I really enjoy moving to, like, positives. Can I just show you? Let's take your question, original question of last week, and let's go ahead and see how patterns are happening. (laughs) So you called up saying last week that what do we do that my kids are so negative, okay, and they're always complaining instead of appreciating what I'm doing, to what the response was, let's focus on you. Now, what we're seeing what's happening is the next level is going back a generation. Look at your parents. Instead of when you've given the same name as the other side and what you're being told is, and you're being told that you didn't do it well for them. So everyone, so it seems to be a pattern of people seeing negative. And what changed was just by you talking to your kids, and saying positive, hi, how was your day? All of a sudden, they saw positives by you. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So I wonder what we can do and focus on your part. Well, instead of focusing on your parents, how can you be positive? Nissa, what do you say? hundred uh, percent. I would say that, uh, first of all, that this is a sad and amusing to, to see that uh, adult fighting about these names and all this stuff. And I know that it's important, but uh, you can first of all we, and I understand that from you that it's many years. It's not a one day. It's not the baby born now, right? No. It's many years. Every child, every child, we have the same name. Every child, what I give, it's uh, again it, fight. It's 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 again. So you can, you said if I don't know the names, but if you can find like one of the prophet or one of the avot, if it's Moshe, it's Moshe Rabenu. If it's Avraham, Avraham Avinu. I don't know again. If it's Nachman, it's Rabbi Nachman from Meuman. If it's Menachem, it's Menachem Meshneo. You know, just you know. And I would say that. Uh, Again, uh, you can again make it uh, as as a fun, and I would say that maybe maybe as, as an approach, I I can tell you from my personal stuff. Okay, my name is Nisim. In Israel, Nisim is not so popular name, and you can you can uh, you know 
coming to, if you want to go to a job or to a rent or something, this to get by the phone, if you represent yourself with Mr. Lazari, so immediately, yes, yes, you can get, you can get the job, you can get, but then you represent yourself as Nisim, it's immediately just here, the quiet from the, you know, the, the other side, and you're trying to, you know, it's, no, yes, we got the job, we got the rent, already we got the apartment, we go, we gave it away. The idea is how you put it. And I never change my name and I'm not going to change my name. And this is something that is going to be uh, with me. And I would say that this is something that you have to be uh, very uh, decisive about the names, about everything. This is yeah, I'm happy. When I send my kids to my parents for Shabbos, they tell the child alone. You know, you're not, you're not named after my grandfather. The child is hurt. Yo, no, you tell home, no, you very hurt. No, so you tell the guy, the guy yes, we named by, the, by both of you. But both of the grand, but it doesn't matter. You know, again, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. And uh, what is the important is the meaning of the name. It's not uh, something okay. about, you know. Uh, it's, okay. uh, I would say that the kids doesn't have to feel uh, uh, offensive about it. Uh, They're defensive okay. about it. They, they have to get, uh, you know, it's our name. And who care about it, with, uh, about name? This is my name. This is my parents. And, you know, we know that according to the, uh, the our sages, Chachamim, said when you give a name to a, it's Beruach HaKodesh in the Brit Milah. So that's uh, what we get the name. Uh, okay. I would say that really put on your kids, on yeah. your kids, the, 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 the security and, you know, the definition, that's my name. And I, I'm, I'm named after Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm named after the prophet. I'm named, this is my name. I don't look the, the, the what you say, what kind of... Uh, oh, okay, okay. So I have to tell this lady... You know, let's say, whatever, my child name is Matcha, so you name really after Matcha. Matcha Yudi, Matcha Yudi. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, and Dovid, the name Dovid. You're named after Dovid Amela? Yes. That's I tell them. Yes. These two names I have a problem with. This I say, I tell, your name is Dovid Amela and your name is Matcha Hai, whatever. This is, yeah? Yeah, I, in my okay. opinion, Matcha uh, what do you say? <laughs> I happen to agree with you that I happen to love this whole idea about that you're going to find your strength, find out where you are, and not to play the game. Okay. But I want you to realize the focus is telling your kids you're named after great people, and just play, just do it that way. That's really the way I like okay. thinking. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. How do you feel with that? I feel great. I really feel good. Now I can tell them that name after, like a real sobbing, you know. Now, why can't and you say you're named after them anyhow? Even the Sabi's idea, you're named after the Sadiq. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Excellent. The number to call up is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. We're going to Miss T. With the you're on with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Hello. Yes, hello. Um, what's it called? So I have this teacher. She's, she isn't like rude and like, she's really, she's plain nasty. And I don't know if she realizes, but there's like that, there's not one day that two kids aren't crying or someone isn't sent to the principal's office. And sometimes, one time I raise my hand and she goes, Sha! Put your hand down, whatever. And I really don't know what to do. 
So what do you think you can do? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. All right, let's go shift it back to you. Is it possible that you're too that you are too sensitive? I haven't done all that. I'm in general a sensitive person, but I try to just let like fine. So just fine. She rolled off the wrong side of the bed. Very nice. I'll just let it go. But it's like one after the next, and just like I can't stand it anymore. It's not fear. Now let's try something different. Let's go with the assumption that what's needed is we need you to be stronger, you to be able to handle different natures. What can you do to work out with a teacher that you should be comfortable? I don't know. I tried to go over to her, but she just said, I don't know what you're talking about. You're... But I happen to know what I'm talking about. So, I don't know. Um, what would you say is the, what can you do? What would you want to do? What do I really want to do? Yeah. Just fire her. Okay. Now, know. what else can you do? Um, I don't really have any practical, like, practical ideas. No. Let's go ahead and stop being creative. I wrote her a note because there's this whole thing with davening um, that she, like, it's just, like, such a coincidence that there's five other kids that daven at home just because they feel like it, and then she just yells at me. So I wrote her a note, and I said, maybe writing you a letter would make you understand better. And I said, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I don't think it's right that you let other kids daven at home and you just let them get away with it. And then by me, you said you're giving me a muscle schmooze for 15 minutes. And then when I ask you um, if I can have an at-home, you give me right away no when you can't. And I just tried to explain to her in my letter, but she just, I saw her, like, walk out of the classroom and just, like, you know, stick it in her purse and just, like, stuff it at the bottom. So let's go ahead and try something else. How can we look at you instead of shifting it onto the teacher, focusing it on you? How can you get more confident? Um, uh, I don't know. I guess I could try ignoring her, but it's not going to work. No, no. I'm talking about you getting stronger. Let's pretend now your teacher is not the issue. How can you learn to be going through different personalities and different natures and allowing people to be different? It's not just like allowing her to be different. It's like, it's, I don't really know how to explain what she does in one word. It's okay. Then I wouldn't, I'd have a harder time helping you. What I need you to recognize is that there are different families, different personalities, different natures. I and know, what but we, like, I tried to talk to myself in the beginning of the year. And like some people have, whatever, how he goes, whatever her, like, Whatever issue is, and then as it was just getting worse and worse and worse. I know, but I just want to. I I just want you to understand that what's happening is in school. Many times we're upset at teachers. It's very normal, very very normal. She's a different personality. She's more strict. She's tougher. Sometimes they're too gentle. And part of what kids, teenagers, are used to is they want people to 
bend around them. They want people to learn how to do it their way. What we would like to have you learn, that's what adult and maturity comes in, is how can I get along with people that are different? So maybe she's sarcastic, maybe she's too strict. How can I find peace with that, even though they're different? And that is the goal. Rav Nisan, yeah. Yes. I would say that uh, she's very, uh, this, this girl is very sensitive and very caring. And I would say right. that uh, uh, she look around and, and see something that it's not so fair and her eyes and just uh, react immediately to the teacher. None of the teacher like it because the teacher has, has a reason to do what, what, they want, what, what they did, you know. And sometimes you have to behave a little bit uh, in the back seat. You don't have to go in the front row and tell the teacher what is fair or not fair. Nobody like it. And look this perspective that if somebody come to you and tell you, oh, why you did it like this, and, if, and you think it was right to do, you don't like it. So you have to find the way that you yourself look at the teacher in a different perspective. And right now, right now, it's her kingdom and it's her decision and try to work with this and not trying to be uh, reasoning error or trying to be overcome about, you know, uh, overrule a decision. This is my uh, suggesting to you. And you have another few months to pass the class and hopefully next year we'll have a better teacher in, uh, in your point of view. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. We'll go to uh, another Miss... Miss R. T. Miss R. Miss R. Miss R, you're on with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Hi, first again, of all, just thank you thank you, you so Hold much. on, I just want to tell everyone the number to call up. Looking forward to taking your questions or your comments. is 718-683-5858-718-683-5858. Hello? Yes, hello. Okay, first of all, thank you so much uh, for what you do every single week. Uh, I have a question. I do go to a therapist, and I have felt from what I told her that maybe my mother has BPD. Now, I told this to the therapist, and she in the beginning thought maybe, but then after a while, she has spoken to my mother a bunch of times, and she thought, no, she I don't think she has BPD. She's not showing signs of that. But a lot of people who I do talk to that do know my mother, for example, my friend, and I have a sister-in-law that thinks so too, that she's close to that, they think that she is. Okay, so what's your question? So should I go to a different therapist because she doesn't think I have that issue? Wait, let me understand the issue. You went to a therapist. You think your mother has BPD. And what's the problem? Basically, me and my mother don't really have any relationship. So okay. she's saying I should work on it. Right. Now, let's try something else. Why are you diagnosing her BPD? Why aren't you? Generally, what we do is we bring down you and your mother to the therapy room and we start working things out. Because we try Why do we want to diagnose and now disconnect instead of the other way around? If we diagnose, let's heal. No, because I did try very, very hard. But did time. you try hard with a therapist in the room? Um, yes. 
And what happened when you went? How many sessions did you have you and your mother in the, with the therapist? Only twice. And how did those two sessions go? So in the actual place, my mother was good, but at home it would totally turn around. Well, then what it means is that that you haven't you haven't done nearly enough therapy sessions together. So let me explain to you how that works. I do it all the time. Let's assume you have a mother and a child coming, or father and child, or even husband and wife. So they first bring up a topic they want to talk about. They bring up what they want to talk about. Then we're talking about it. Then we don't do yet any actions or behaviors. You're first bringing out what's going on. Then the next session, you start saying what changed. Nothing but we're understanding each other. We're hearing each other have what the other one's saying. We stop thinking the other person's completely crazy. Then the that second session, so, okay, so let's try working on something. So let's say you both agree, just to take a class and a little example, if your mother will ask you to please clean up your room, and you'll do it. And then, and this way she won't yell at you. Let's just say that example. Then you come next week and you go, oh, my mother yelled at me, even though we made up to that she won't, that she won't scream at me. And I cleaned up my room. And then your mother will say, what are you talking about? You cleaned up your room. That's only after I yelled. So then we start working on the next level. So how can we get you guys to work things out without whatever? And then you start the process. So when your mother's going to ask you once, how's it going to go? Well, I will say that in the beginning, I tried very, very, very hard. And I did not think that she was putting in any effort. Well, that's so understand. You're starting now with something, and that's what we do in, in therapy. We bring all this up. And we start working on it, and you follow up week after week. So many times, if my mother's not even there, my therapist is just in between, talks to my mother, and then she talks to me, and it's back and no, forth. No, that's and back very different than having you all of you there. No, no. I just want you to understand, you're bringing up, this is classic family therapy. You cannot do family therapy sessions in two sessions. It just doesn't work that way. Okay, but I will say that even people who are outsiders don't think that she is a normal person. Let's put it this way. I'm going to be now very blunt, and please forgive me, and for everyone listening, forgive me for being so blunt. Who said your mother has to be like that normal? What happens if the Rabbi Shalem gave you parents that are a little on the, uh, a little slow? They're your parents. They love you. They'll take care of you. Can you yeah, recognize very hard the power to, to that? I hear that, but it's very hard to make a relationship with someone. When ah, she's well, how are you going to make a relationship if you only worked out twice with her? You guys are having difficulties and you're not working? It? Yeah, I'll tell you what my difficulty with this question is. I feel you've already decided that you can't connect with your mother and you're not going to. No, because I, I still am trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think she's so... Yeah. Very good question. Thank you. Where's the father here? Yeah. Hmm? Are your parents Where's, What's together? with your father? Excellent. What's going on with your father? So he's not really home most of the time. He doesn't really think anything's the issue, but he sees that there might be something. Well, then the next step is you do a family session, you, your mother, and your father. Now, something has to be worked out here. Yes, yeah, so my mother, I guess she's like a two-faced like that. So no, 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 place. stop. No, I need no. you to understand. What you're saying is a little triggering to me.
Because a therapist of experience doesn't listen to you meet the person and they smile. We look at behaviors. I've got sometimes clients, let's say since you use the word BPD borderline, they could fake me, but they can't fake three or four sessions together. It means I can assume that your mother has come for one session and a couple of weeks later another session. If you're in a therapist that's semi-skilled and you'll go with your mother week after week for six weeks and bring up topics over and over, here she yelled, here she screamed, and, and you're going to have to start facing some issues. What would happen if your mother's going to start proving some points that you have? How many times has your mother brought up stuff about you? Well, she speaks to my therapist like almost very like weekly on the phone. I don't. I'll tell you. I don't know what you. Let me ask you: Is your therapist licensed? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I have no idea what she's doing. I was just. I don't understand the method of therapy. Speaking to you. Speaking to your mother. And not having you guys work together, not I, I don't I don't understand that method. In other words, when you play broken telephone, have you ever played the game called broken telephone that each one whispers a word into the other one's ear and then you see after ten people what the word sounds like and you see it's a complete different word? So let's say I'll whisper in this one's ear, go hello, and then he'll whisper in his kid's Chaim's ear and then say hello, and the other person would think that maybe you said pillow. And then by the time you go to 10 people, when you just whispered one word in the air, by the time you see 10 people, you get a completely different word. It could be the word airport. Yeah. When a therapist speaks to one person and then to the parent on the side and then back to that person, different stories, you're playing broken telephone. If it's a little mediation, not even mediation, if it's a scanners just to deal with a one-time issue, you can do that. Other than that, I don't want to attack the system, but it's not real family therapy systems. Family therapy systems, you must have the parties in person, in the place. This way you work it out. So I wasn't going in the beginning for family therapy. Well, you're asking me a family therapy question. You've got an issue with your mother. How do you work it out? And the answer is you've got to work it out with her. So I'm saying even if she would still come to sessions, I still think she would be able to cover it up. Well, not well. How are you gonna? How is she gonna cover it if you're gonna come the next week and say, "Well, my mother still yelled at me, and my mother still didn't, still did this, or whatever the issues you have." Let's say she doesn't cook any supper. Let's say she's in bed till two o'clock. So she'll say, "Oh, she's so nice to the therapist when she shows up at two o'clock." But when you're, the therapist will ask her, "So what time?" Your daughter complains that let's say she has to take herself out in the morning. You never take her out in the morning, or you don't, or you're not out of bed before two o'clock. What time do you get up this week? And you'll go two o'clock every single day. How's she going to cover that up with you there as well? Because she'll probably end up denying it as she does it. Oh, so now the therapist is going to say, so now that's the next thing the therapist is going to bring up, saying, I don't understand. Your daughter says that let's say Shabbos, you got out of bed at two o'clock in the afternoon. You're saying you got out of bed at eight o'clock. What's what's going on over here? That's exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. And as it starts not making sense, then your mother might clarify. Well, I got up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I made myself a coffee. I put prepared cereal, but then went back into bed till 12 o'clock. And then we start going, okay, well, then how do we do? Oh, well, that's not counted. Your daughter needs a mother that's out of bed, let's say, till you know, all day. That Once you're out of bed at 8 o'clock, you don't go back into bed again. And that's family systems therapy because i'm saying she probably is going to say something like well she wasn't good in what she was supposed to do so 
And then, again, I, I need you to understand, you're stuck in a position where a therapist that has experience in this will know how to work on it. I can't explain to you how we do it. I don't know what, I'm not saying your therapist isn't experienced. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if your mother is going to another therapist. I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. All I know is this issue you need to be bringing up with your therapist, and I don't know what they're doing. I tried telling you that. I know a lot of things that would be done. I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. So trying to create an awareness, and we just created an awareness. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sure. You're welcome. What do we have next? Hello, Ravnison? Mrs. D. Mrs. D. You're on with Mordechai and Ravnison. By the way, what do you say to that, Ravnison? Yeah, I, I think this definitely the, this is a question like this. It seems like the, also that the girl itself, she's going to face very tough time in uh, basically with uh, the same... Uh, the same room together with uh, with a mom or a, a father, you know. It seems That's like right. sometimes, many times, uh, kids decided, you know, their parents is not not good. and That's, that's right. Thank you, Ravnison. Let's talk about two minutes. Just before we go to Mrs. D, I'd like to focus on that. That is that just what you're saying, that many times teenagers, they have a difficulty with parents. The easiest system that teenagers do is they don't understand me and then they disconnect. The teachers don't understand me. My parents don't understand me. This friend does, and we disconnect from the parents, and we go straight to the, to the friends or to whoever else. It's not a healthy pattern. If you don't learn to work out your issues with your parents, you don't learn to work it out with authority, unfortunately, you can be stuck in life. And this is so important. That's why I'm trying to illustrate. You've got to be able to go to the therapy session with your mother, work it out. She might be able to change the stories, but that's why you're going to be going over and over and make sure that you'll share your part of the story and it's heard. You're going to be really, you know, not only teenagers, we have the tendency to, to, to blame other people. And not look, not, don't look don't don't look on ourselves in the mirror. And you just said, oh, I am the I have the problem. And we know that our Chachamim said, kol posel bemumo posel. That's right. And many times, you know, you see something that uh, you don't it, it yourself as it inside yourself. Uh, you see it in yourself, and it's trigger you to be upset and if you're angry because it's something that you have to fix in yourself. And this has happened a lot of time with teenagers and with all of us. Yes. Okay. We'll go to Mrs. D. Mrs. D, you're on the air with Mordechai and Rav Nissim. Hello. Hello, Mrs. D. Hello. Yes. Yes. Hi. Yeah, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. S. Maybe it's Mrs. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello, Mrs. D. Uh, okay, let's, I don't know, it seems like, okay, let's go to another. Uh, okay, the number to call up is 718-683-5858, Hello. Hello? Yes. 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 Me? Yes. Okay. 
Um, I want to know maybe, first of all, thank you for the show and thank you for all the advice. I'd like to know if you could briefly explain EMDR and what it could be used, what kind of things it can treat. All right. So we're going to try to take a very long story and make it very short. There's a therapy made by Dr. Francine Shapiro. And the letters that she came up with, it's about 23 years ago. The letters that she made a system is called EMDR, Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing. How it originally started was that she worked, and she probably still does, worked with war veterans that went through trauma. So they went through post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. That's the diagnosis. And what they found was is that the war veterans, they can be on medication, they can do a lot of talk therapy, but the trauma was so deep in them that they couldn't function in healthy lives. They couldn't get back to civilian lives. If they would hear a little bomb, like say a little explosion or something, they thought a bomb is going off. They saw some people put their hands in their pocket, they're afraid they might pull out a gun. If they, unfortunately, if they went through some traumas where they saw a friend or a soldier get killed, they had that image in front of their mind. They couldn't sleep at night, wake up with trauma. So what the Rabbeinu Shalom did as well, as while she's working with the war veterans, is she recognized that when the brain goes into REM cycle, there are four levels of sleep that we go through several times throughout our sleep, throughout the night. And between the third and the fourth level of sleep, there's something called a REM cycle, rapid eye movement. R-E-M stands for rapid eye movement. And while our eyes are going back and forth, right and left, many times, when they woke up people, they recognized they were processing difficulties of the day. So what she decided to try to do is have the person see the image, the trauma, the traumatic event or experience, and then start moving the eyes right and left, just like what the brain does during the sleep. And of course, there's a lot more to the system, and it works very powerful. And it has since then been developed to a very powerful system. And it is used, it was primarily used specifically for trauma. It has already been expanded, which means there are many studies showing that it can work even a little for OCD and it can work a lot for anxiety. And it's not anymore of just moving the eyes right and left. They even have like a vibration that you hold in the hands that they call like thumpers. It works that way. Even if you don't use the eye movement or the thumpers, they have a process, a method of therapy of how you're talking about it. You're going back different images, future. There's a lot that goes on into the system, and the therapy method itself works. So in short, the short version to the lame person is that EMDR is meant for traumas or for difficult emotions, and it heals that. Today it is that powerful that insurances... If you work on trauma, they would make you and insist that you use EMDR as part of the therapy if you want to be reimbursed by insurance. So it's not a quack system. It is something that is recognized in the professional world. It is also something that is recognized even by the insurance companies and everything else. Okay. The lady is already off. So oh. We'll, okay. Beautiful. We get some information. Uh, yeah. So we'll go to uh, Mrs. Uh, S. Mrs. S. You're on with Mordechai and her of Nisim. Hello? Yes. 
Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I look forward to You're... my clients every day for the past three years. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. Um, my question is, it really bothers me that I'm not self-motivated at all. Well, put some more words. Like, it bothers you that you're not self-motivated. That's a statement. Yeah, like, uh, let's say, I, I keep hearing an echo. It's hard to Yes, you're going to um, hear that. It's for those. If, some, if I have to do yeah. something, let's say, if I'm, not, if I'm not owning up to somebody to do it, then I, then I don't do the job or do what has to get done. You mean if someone does not, if someone's not on top of you, top of you, and pushing you, or even knowing that what I have to do, if I'm not owning up to anybody just for myself, and I don't do what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. What the, can you clarify what the word "owning up" means? Give me a real example. You need to cook. You need to clean up. And if someone's not going to yeah, be on top have, of you, you let's won't say do the it. The house is not so clean. I have to clean. If no one's asking me to do it or is coming to visit, then I just feel like a, like a like a sort of magnetic pull away from doing what I have to do. I don't know why I have this. Now, again, you've asked a very general question that takes a full evaluation. So let's create an awareness. Awareness is number one. That's human. Welcome to being human. That's why we have responsibility. That's why we have deadlines. If not for midterms and finals, people will not be studying. Can you recognize it? You can just be healthy and normal? I guess. Now, that is the question. How can you start accepting yourself more? Step one. The next step is going to start being, what's the reason that you're not doing your tasks? Is it that people maybe are criticizing you? Your spouse, your parents, your children? Is that possible? Is there that maybe of someone that's full of negativity that you speak to several times during the day and they're pulling you down? Is it that you're doing jobs and roles that you're not interested at all? Yes, third one makes sense. Sorry, what were you saying? The third answer makes sense, but things have Could to you tell me which is the third answer? I wish I could do it for myself that I should feel good about it. I'm not it. sure. What was the third answer? Could you tell me which is the third answer? That I don't like doing the job. Now, why don't you like doing a job? I guess I'm lazy or maybe it's just boring. Okay. So, again, I'm, how, many, how open can you be if I'm going to start asking you questions? How what? How... All right, let's start these questions. Watch. You're calling yourself lazy. How many – does your parents clean? Are they organized? Does your no. mother do her responsibility? No. Good. How many of your siblings don't do either their responsibility? One. Okay. How much stress do you have every time you think about doing your job, even before you did it? Depends on my mood, really. Yeah. How much of your day is affected by your mood? How much of your day are you down and beating yourself up? 10% of the day? 90% of the day? It's so subconscious by now, I'm not even sure. All right. How how many times during the day are you smiling and thinking, wow, I'm so lucky to be alive, and how much of the day are you going, oh, I should have done this, oh, I should have done that? Well, some days are more than others. We are being so vague. 
Give me today. Today was in a very good mood. You were never in a good mood the entire time. Not today. Today was in a great mood the whole time. You're in a positive mood the whole time. When you're in a positive mood, how is your cleaning? Doing your tasks? I didn't get done. All right. There's just so much that I want to ask that I feel it's not right to do on air. So I want to thank you for calling up, and I just don't feel it's right to do it to you, okay? I want to keep it confidential and private. Okay. I hear questions that I'll be asking. That's just not for right now. I think that we can continue with awareness. I would say that uh, music can help you a lot and uh, just uh, cheer up and the mirror sometimes. Look at the mirror and say to yourself. And beside this, you don't have to do everything. We cannot finish whatever, you know. Make yourself, I would say, a small steps. Don't take a big steps in order to, to achieve what you, what you think. And never call yourself a lazy because you're not a lazy. That's right. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Let's try dealing her question out without her there, without dealing with a person, yes. with a person that we need to actually help. Yeah, so, yeah. let's say general when a person feels that they don't have uh, that they don't have a motivation, then what I would ask is as follows: How do you start creating little stuff during the day that you appreciate? So I know that when I was doing therapy for for many years, I almost lost a little bit the cheshek or the excitement to that. So then one of the stuff I did is I gave Sturt and Shiram. Then came this great opportunity to do the programs, the call-in programs where people call up to ask. And when I have that once a week, the excitement, that's when I get the cheshek for the rest of the week. So we need to stop finding our cheshek. I'm someone that if I do something over and over, I will lose my motivation. In fact, not me. Most people are that way. So we find how we can do things differently. However, my concern was the way the person was asking the question is that there's a lot of negative feedback of beating herself up a lot. Many years having a lot that I should have done more, I should have done better. And I, I just don't want to go into asking more questions when when we're on that level. So in general, when someone needs a motivation, it's normal to lose your motivation in doing a task. So you start finding reasons. Another thing is you actually need to recharge your battery. So you need to take care of yourself. Eat, sleep, exercise, take care of your rachnias. And then there's even a complete other subject, which is maybe you don't enjoy the cooking or the cleaning if it's a woman. Maybe the husband doesn't enjoy a certain job, and you start finding the things that you do enjoy. Which means you might not enjoy the cleaning, but you might love studying with the kids. So then you can get cleaning help to help out with that most of the time. And then sometimes people come from backgrounds where they're not used to doing what they have to do. And therefore, what is really necessary is they have to find a strength within themselves. And they either need to find a friend and to be open and to say, look, this is my weakness, I need help. Please, let's do a chart. And just like charts work for adults, I should say for children, charts work with adults. They have in many real estate agencies, they've got in many life insurance agencies where there is competition. And you see a chart, and the more you sell, and when you hit a certain mark, you go on a vacation, you go on a trip, they take hotels, all the kosher food, sponsored. They, all, they do these as motivation so people can recognize and see what's really happening. And when you see the success, you feel more excited and powerful.
Yes, it's not a no question that this is like a, a acceleration, a self-acceleration, I would say, call it. That's right. And this is the struggle that everyone has. Listen, don't you have things that you push off? I know I've got tons of things that I push off. And then when deadlines comes along, then I do it. Yes, no question. <laughs> Now, when someone can't do it ever, that's when we start thinking a little bit more. You know, I, I would it, say, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. I would no, say go that, ahead. Uh, uh, the, the idea is to looking at the, and the past on the, you know, take a note, piece of, piece of paper, and write things that you achieved. What make you uh, happy? You know, just write it down. Don't look at the past and what you didn't do, because when you, we know that when you look at the past, it's like ashes slot. You look backwards, you become like a salty, bitter, and you cannot move, a rock. This look at the good things, you know, write yourself a note every time that what, what you know, in the past and what happened, I was so happy, I was happy, happy to be uh, the, 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 I don't know, the, the girl in the show, and I did this in, in the production, I was the, the, the best in the class, you know, all this stuff that give yourself a compliment, small compliment, and it, it will work. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Okay. So, Nissen, I want to thank you for this program. Thank you. And appreciate all the callers and everyone that called in. And a lot of Hatzlach and Siyata Deshmaya the rest of the, the, rest of the hand, evening, the rest the of the time. Amen. Yep, okay. I definitely can use it. Okay, thank you. Hatzlach, everyone, and be well. Good night. Good night.